Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Wednesday with Doug Whaley, also brought to you by Ala Familia Restaurant's Blue Pearl Cigar Lounge, the perfect way to cap off your evening at Ala Familia. Doug Whaley, good morning. How are you, partner? Oh, I'm feeling well, fellas. How about you guys? Not bad. I thought we were wonderful and great. That's what we said earlier. Has your mood deteriorated that much, Doran? No, just not bad. Okay, he's doing not bad, yeah. Doug. What do I got to do? What do I got to do? What I got to say to cheer this guy up? I guess you got to tell him that uh, March Madness is right around the corner, and more importantly, conference t- championships. You know what I mean? Yeah, hopefully, pick and do something in those conference championships. I mean, they uh, last night they needed that game, Doug, and uh, they didn't come through. So they're going to need to figure something out if they want to get to the tournament. Yeah, it's disappointing because you see flashes, but the lack of consistency. And we all know in sports, at some point, any team can beat another team, but the good teams know how to stack victories and be consistent. And that's the something you just don't see in pit hoops this year, which is very disappointing, especially coming off the end of last year and what we thought they could build off of. Well, real quick then, before we get into the football stuff, because there's a ton of football stuff coming out of the NFL Combine that we got to get to, Doug, but Doran asked me this question yesterday, and we talked about it. Do you consider the season a disappointment for Pitt if they don't make the tournament? What we kind of landed on was no, so long as they can hold on to Carrington and Lowe for next year. Uh, I, I would disagree. I think the way they ended last year and the steps we saw them take and then adding a Carrington and and I just thought they would be that would propel them to even further success and I think for me the the biggest disappointment like I was referring to earlier is the lack of consistency because they have talent and they can do some things I mean to go into Duke and win to do what they did at UVA that hadn't been done in years and to break their winning streak against ACC opponents at home that shows you they, they have something to them what is missing that they cannot keep that momentum going throughout the year and when you need it most, especially like a game last night when you needed it to be in that conversation of and actually to get out of that last four in, last right. four out, to be that solidify yourself as a true tourney team. Doug Whaley joining us on the Fan Hotline presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Bucky Brooks, Doug said that he thinks 
if the Steelers signed Russell Wilson for $1.3 bucks, that he would be a championship-caliber quarterback and that the Steelers would be a championship-caliber team. Do you agree with that? Uh, I do not agree because my follow-up question would be, well, why hasn't he been a championship-caliber quarterback at in Denver with Sean Payton, arguably one of the top offensive minds in football this last decade? Why wasn't he a championship-caliber quarterback in Seattle? where their, their offensive coordinator just got a head coaching job. So what, what, what am I missing here, Bucky? Please expand. I mean, that's a great hot take, but and maybe he's thinking because of the defense that the Steelers will have, it'll be able to do it. It's, just, it's To me, I struggle because if you put offensive coordinators up, Sean Payton or Arthur Smith, I'm taking Sean Payton. I so think Sean it's Payton mostly – I think it's mostly, Doug, a commentary on the quality of the Steelers' roster, and because he'd come so cheap – you'd even be able to further add to that roster. No, I, I, I can see that connecting the dots. I'm just, I'm, I'm struggling for me is to say Russell Wilson. I look at it not only now, but what, how's that helping your, your team in the, in, in the future? So how's that setting you up? So, okay, let's play this out. He comes in one year, has a decent year. They get, they maybe even win a playoff game. Then is he going to still be going be able to maintain that or at his age these guys are going to start to deteriorate now you another year of of that defense is going to get older and older and you still haven't answered your long-term question about quarterback so could they be competitive i think so championship team i would struggle but in the long run it blocks you for having access to a long-term answer at that position further years down the road because if you are a better team, you're going to be drafting lower. And when you draft lower, it's hard to find those long-term answers at quarterback. Well, Doug, how would you approach this situation if you if you were the GM of the Pittsburgh Steelers? I mean, you have Kenny Pickett. He had a, an offensive coordinator that was incompetent of his job. He fired the offensive coordinator halfway through uh, you know, his second year. Like, Would you sit here and look at this situation like, okay, there's Justin Fields out there. We could trade for him, and we don't really know that much about him, but we know he has intangibles. So we could sign a guy that is worth – $30 million in Baker Mayfield or Kirk Cousins, one of those guys that could come in and maybe enhance our roster or with Kenny Pickett. Um, do we? Do you look at it like he deserves this third year with a new offensive coordinator to show what his ceiling could be and to show what his worth could be? Is that how you would look at it? Yeah, I would look at it similar to what you're saying, but I, I, I would do this. I would add a veteran. It wouldn't be a high-priced veteran. But I would also draft a guy, and I've been on record of saying this, I would draft a guy as high as I feel that his draft position equates to his ability. And if it's at 20, absolutely. If it's in the second round, third round, yes. Because what you do is you – and then have a true competition. Don't have this contrived competition. Have a true competition where the cream rises to the top and whoever is the best coming out of camp they get it. But what that does, though, it sets you up for your second move. So if the vet wins it, then you have two young guys that whoever's that, that best out of that gets the number two. And if it's the new draft choice, you have him for longer. If it's Kenny Pickett, then at the next year, you're going to have to decide, hey, instead of picking up his fifth-year option, let's just sign him to an, an extension, a three- or four-year deal as, as a elevated backup. But you can structure it where if he starts to st- – if he – gains that starting position after a year or two, a bonus hits. 
And so there's ways you can do it to reward him if he ends up growing into that starting position if he doesn't win it right off the bat. If he wins it right off the bat, guess what? You have that veteran to come in if he gets hurt because that's something that has happened lately. So you have you feel comfortable there that you're not going to lose the season with a young guy that isn't ready to perform. And if, then after Kenny solidifies it, you have a young backup that you're paying cheap. So that helps too. So when you look at the macro, that's where I would go. If you do it the opposite way, you sign uh, um, Russell Wilson. He's going to be here for one or two, maybe three years. Then you've got to make a decision on Kenny, and you don't know about Kenny. So now you're going to have to go draft a guy that you may not know about because Russell's going to be playing. So now you're spinning your wheels, and you don't have that long-term answer. So And then if you go Justin Fields, you're going to have to give up a third round and then make a decision next year, and what if Kenny beats him out? So you basically, if I tell you right now in this draft, not a quarterback, your third-round pick, you're going to lose in a year for nothing. And he doesn't play, and you get nothing for him. You'd be like, that's a bust. That's a bad draft choice. So those are the things you've got to really think about it when you're in that GM and decision-making spot. Doug Whaley joining us here in the Fan Morning Show, which is brought to you by Armstrong Comfort with Matt Mertz Plumbing. Okay, so you, you talk about it from the general manager's perspective. I'm sure whenever you've – been in one of these wild places that you hang out Doug you know you're on a beach somewhere you're by a pool you're having a cocktail you put your feet up I'm sure you've put your your bottom in the seat where Ryan Poles is right now the general manager of the Chicago Bears what would you do if you were that guy I would always go younger cheaper higher upside Caleb Williams that's what I would do I would trade Justin Fields get Caleb Williams get some it's bevy of picks and build around him because again he's got a longer because he's got a longer shelf life with the guy and there's things that he has he shows let's put it this way let me start it this way no pick is a hundred percent guaranteed but when you talk to people and I've done, I've looked at the film he's the closest I've seen to a surefire guy that is trans transcending talent a wow. generational talent so to me. You go with that because you still have questions. If let's put it this way. If they didn't have questions about Justin Fields, he wouldn't be 11 and 29 as a starter, and they wouldn't even be thinking about this. They would have traded the pick away. So I, if you're going to have questions, have questions with a guy that you have a longer runway to figure it out than Justin Fields because they're going to have to do something with him next year. Doug, we're going to bring this back to the Steelers when we come back. Jonu Smith was released by Atlanta. People are saying it's an obvious fit clearly here with the Pittsburgh Steelers, now with Arthur Smith at quarterback. We'll talk about that and kick around some other free agents that are out there, whether they might be worth spending money on as well. Doug Whaley continues to be with us until 10 o'clock. You can text us if you've got questions for Doug, 412-928-9370, brought to you by Edgar Snyder & Associates, a personal injury law firm where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. You can tweet us, brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Austin Bechtold, one of our intrepid producers, just traipsed on through here. He called the bold win-win over Mount Lebanon last night. They're moving on to play Upper St. Clair at the Peterson Event Center on Saturday. And he looks like he's been on a 10-day bender. Yeah, he looks like he just flown, but just took the red-eye back from Vegas. Yes, he does. His voice is cracking. He's got to do four hours with Starkey and Zeiss. He's got a five o'clock shadow. His eyes are all bloodshot. We like our youngsters here, though. Callis and Bechtold working two jobs and working them very well. Okay, we're joined now by Doug Whaley for segment number two of Wednesday with Doug Whaley. All right, Doug. John U. Smith is out there. Tight end, formerly of the Atlanta Falcons, had 500-plus receiving yards last year in that one-two punch with Kyle Pitts. It makes a ton of sense for the Steelers to go after a guy like that, doesn't it? Well, hold on. Before we get into that, can you repeat what's that matchup at, uh, that's going to, that he's going to call? Baldwin St. Clair. St. Clair, that's right. Okay, just making sure. And you they know. beat my boys, my Mount Lebanon guys, last night. Uh, that I mean, that's just what we do. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we, we, we play for championships. That's, and when we say the standards, the standards, it's not the Steelers' standards anymore. It should be Upper St. Clair standards. Wow. But to get to what you're talking about, I think it makes John who makes a lot of sense. I think what it does, it gives another uh, a veteran that is very familiar with Arthur Smith's offense that can be in there and can be help assimilate the rest of the offensive staff to what Arthur Smith system is about. But more importantly, how he likes it done, being on the practice field, going through different things in the film world. This is how he likes it done. So it helped, you know, transition that, that offensive staff. But in all, then you add to the fact that it gives you an option if you cannot come to a deal with Friermuth. It gives you somebody that can come in and step in in, in a year or two. Excuse me. If you if Friermuth doesn't decide to sign or you can't come to an agreement. So that helps you with that, that next move. And lastly, tight ends are uh, quarterback's best friends. Dorn, you can attest to it. You, if you can have two tight ends there, especially with a, a young quarterback like a Kenny Pickett trying to find his way, or even a co- or older one like a Russell Wilson, they love outlets that are very friendly running backs and tight ends. So I think it makes a ton of sense. Doug, can you break down how the whole negotiation process uh, for our listeners, how the whole negotiation process uh, goes for free agents i mean are you just talking and negotiating with the player's agent are you talking directly to the player at all is there any workouts that you have to put the player through before you sign them to a a contract i mean there's probably a lot of things that happen throughout the the free agency process before signing a player 
that listeners don't know. Can you kind of break it down a little bit for us? Yeah, it starts with the evaluation process. Obviously, uh, Sheldon White and the pro personnel staff have targeted certain players in positions that they have, they feel they have a need of. Then they get the all coaches involved and in saying, okay, if we like him as a personnel staff, where do you see this play, this player fit in our roster? And give me the vision. Is he going to be a starter? Is he going to battle for a starter? Is he going to be a second backup guy? So you take all that information, then um, you reach out to the player's agent and saying, what, first of all, what, what are you trying to gain from this free agency period? Be them an unrestricted free agent that their uh, contract just expired or someone like John that just got cut. So, all right, what do you want to do? You're looking for a starting position, blah, blah, blah. So you kind of go through their criteria and fit, see if it fits what your criteria is. And then you start talking ballpark numbers. What are your parameters? What, what's the length of the deal? How much are you looking to be uh, up front? What's your total guarantee? What's so, and obviously, they're going to start high. You're going to start low. But if you're in that ballpark and you really want them, you want them, then you start negotiating. But while you're negotiating with the, the agent, if the guy is free, you can bring him in and say, okay, let's come in for a visit. Talk to our coaches. Talk to our staff. Come and look at our facility. And more importantly, you got to get that physical. See what he has medically. Can he pass the physical? Because everything is dependent on the physical then. And then it's just full-blown recruiting after that. Because if you're close enough, you'll be able to come to an agreement. Now, what you have to worry about is who else is speaking in his ear? Who else is tapping him on the shoulder that may drive the price up? And the biggest thing you have to be able to do is to be really diligent with your numbers, as in you set your high mark, and if it goes past it, you've got to be able to say no. And sometimes you can't. And most successful times that I've been around when you're signing free agents is never go past your mark of money that you had set put out there for him to sign. When Art Rooney II spoke to the media, the handful of people that he talked to, he used the word urgency for the Steelers offseason. And so they get a new offensive coordinator. But it doesn't sound like they're going to do anything at quarterback, Doug. Might that mean that they go after a big fish in free agency? And would you advise them to do something like that? Uh I, I think it, it uh, big fish. It, it it would have to depend on me on, on the position because when you start talking about a big fish, you're talking about committing a lot of cap space for future years, and is that going to hamper you to be able to be flexible and nimble to do something next year or the year after that that can really put you in a position to make a run at a title? And when you're talking about big fish. <clears throat> I'm very sorry about that. I'm looking at a big fish. Are are the Steelers a big fish away for competing for a title? And that's where I struggle. And I, I just don't know if they are at this point, unless you're talking a big fish quarterback, which those guys aren't out there. And if they are, you're going to have to give up a lot. So to answer you, the long way to answer your question, I wouldn't say a big fish, but I could say uh, a medium-sized fish. That, that can bring some excitement to not only the locker room, the fan base, but put a little spark in that, in, in that locker room to say, hey, we're going to make a run for this. And maybe it is a John o. Smith. Maybe it is a, a nice corner. Maybe it's like somebody like a Kendall Fuller uh, from the commanders that can play inside, that can play outside. 
maybe it's a Lloyd Cushenberry, the center from, from Denver, that comes in and, and kind of solidifies that inside of that line. So not one of those Mike Evans types, but somebody that's going to come in and people like, hey, this guy's legit and he can help us take that next step. Doug, when we come back, there is a guy that hasn't necessarily been linked to the Steelers, apart from just fans saying that this is something that would make sense. But we do want to pick your brain about Legarius Sneed, the all-pro corner for the Kansas City Chiefs. The The talk is that they're going to franchise him and then potentially do a sign-and-trade. What might that look like? How hard is it to pull one of those kind of deals off? We'll get your thoughts on that coming up next. Uh, that's right, I said it. I don't know why I'm reading this now. Brought to you by Awaken 180 Weight Loss. Reserve your consultation today at awaken180weightloss.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Doug Whaley in with us until 10 o'clock. Real quick, though, Dorn. Pirates probable pitchers today against the Tigers. Quinn Priester, Jared Jones, Aroldis Chapman, Colin Holderman, Dari Moretta. Nice. I'm intrigued. Yes. Tomorrow, you know who's making their debut? Oh, yes, I do. Against the Orioles, Paul Skeens. You think we'll tell the people about that on the Bradenton Bucko Breakdown? Maybe a little bit. Sponsored by Blank. Right now, Doug Whaley back with us. Doug, there are reports out there that the Kansas City Chiefs could franchise tag LeJarrius Sneed, the all-pro corner, with an eye to maybe do a sign-and-trade with another team. How hard is it to pull something like that off? What are, what's that process look like? So that process looks like is Kansas, usually Kansas City or the team that's interested will contact Kansas City and say, hey, listen, we would really like to have Ladarius Sneed. What's it going to take? And that's when Kansas City said, okay, let's start talking about compensation package first. They got to agree on the compensation package between the two teams, and then the team that's looking to trade for him, they would grant him them permission to talk to his agent. Then you have to talk about compensation and, and the salary for that uh, contract that he will get once he gets traded. So you want all of that taken care of before you consummate the deal because the last thing you want to do is get, give up assets to trade for Larius need and not have a long-term contract right. in place because then he holds all the cards and then you're, you're, you're at his whim. He's, he's, he dictates the terms. So you, you're negotiating from a, a position of non-strength if you do it that way. So you want to have those T's crossed, I's dotted before that deal is pulled, before you pull the trigger on that deal. Doug, could you see the Steelers trading out of the first round and accruing more picks 
maybe like two picks or three picks in the second round. Could you see them doing anything like that? No. I mean, that, that's two things when you talk about trading down. And this was obviously when I was in the, in the business, and that was about seven to ten years ago. Everybody was – the analytics were in there and was like, trade down, trade down, trade down. But if everybody's asking – it's looking to trade down, who are you going to trade down with? So you got to have a partner. And then secondly, then you got to look at, say – what is the difference, the gap in talent between players we could get in the first round at 20 to, let's say, the third pick in the second round? If you believe that gap is minimal, then do it. But if there's a tranche there, then you're giving up a, a more talented player just to say, I got more picks. And, those, and, and you may have more bites at the apple to get it right, but – that apple you're getting doesn't taste as sweet as that as it would if you got that guy at 20. So to me, it all depends on how you develop your board and the depth of talent and where is that breaking point where it's not worth it. Doug Whaley with us here on the Fan Morning Show. A little bit of news coming out of Indianapolis, the scouting combine. Clemson linebacker Jeremiah Trotter says that he's met with the Steelers and Mike Tomlin. I've seen some people argue that – Inside linebacker isn't a position that you these days need to spend a premium on, uh, whether it be in draft capital or spending a lot of money to acquire one of those guys. Do you view it that way, Doug, or do you think inside linebacker is still a, a, a big-time need that you need to spend capital on? I think if, if it's the right inside linebacker, and, and I mean by that you're talking about what I would consider almost a four-down guy, a guy that can play the run, that can cover, but also give you rush ability and in a pinch if you need him, and hopefully you don't be able to play special teams. So he's got to be able to stay in on when it's sub, when it's nickel dime, when it's first down and it's base. He's got a position and he can impact the the play, impact the game versus the run, versus the pass, and as a pass rusher. If you can get a guy like that, then I would say yes, take him in the first round. If a guy that's only specialized in one, he's either a cover guy or a run stopper, no, I wouldn't I wouldn't spend a premium pick on one of those guys. Doug, what's the position that you think is the best uh, to transition from college to the NFL? What's the position that is like, all right, this position translates the easiest to playing in the NFL right away? Right away, right now, I'd have to say wide receiver. And, 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 and then second corner, and I'll tell you why in mean, I'm sure everybody's been looking at the what's been on the internet lately with Cam uh, Newton and uh, everything that happened. And I'm only bringing that up is because they have seven on seven leagues now. When I was in high school a long time ago, we would have seven on seven camp maybe once a summer. But when you look at it, the the, the, the advent of those leagues and how much the ch- game has changed to a passing league. Where you're even when you're talking about Pee Wee football, they're throwing the ball so often and so much that the nuances of the passing game and running routes and reading defenses is taught earlier and earlier in someone's football career. So when you get to the NFL, it's not such a foreign concept and it's easy for them to hit the ground running. So to me, the transition for wide receivers and DBs, wide receivers first and then DB second, has been accelerated just because of what football is today. Doug Whaley joining us here on the Fan Morning Show. Fletcher Cox is a name that I know Pro Football Focus has linked to the Steelers. Christian Wilkins, DJ Reader, a pair of D 
defensive lineman as well. Could you see the Steelers taking a guy like that, like one of those three, paying them money in free agency and ignoring that position in the draft? I mean, could they do it? Yes. Would it be advisable? I, I you're, you're getting a one or two year rental, and where where is that going to help you long run? Is that person going to, like I said, get you over the hump? And that that's my philosophy. If you're going to go out there and make a big splash in free agency, you're at that point where this guy is going to get us over the hump, as in either into the playoffs or make a playoff run. And especially when you're talking about older guys and older guys like that, yes, they can come in. You better have a plan on how to protect them during the year as in practice reps limited, but also more importantly, understand old guys get hurt and they get hurt at a higher clip than younger guys. So you have to play all that into factor when you're thinking about this, would they help them? Absolutely. But again, I'm thinking, and, and from a GM standpoint, I tell you guys all this, it's not about this move, but how does this move set you up for your next move? Because if you do this move and it boxes you in a corner, then you start making desperate moves, and that's when you either overdraft or overpay, and you're more susceptible to make mistakes. Doug, we've talked to a number of Steelers beat writers that seem to believe there's a decent chance that Dan Moore Jr. is the team's starting left tackle next year. How do they let that happen again, man? I would say, let's put it this way. If you bring, if you take concerted effort to bring in competition and he raises his level of play and wins the job, okay. But you just, I, I don't think, and I hope they just don't say, we're not going to bring anybody in or we're going to bring someone in that they truly know won't push him just to say he's our starter. I think that would, that would be a dereliction of duty in my opinion. How do you feel about what they've done at center, Doug, where they cut Mason Cole earlier than they usually cut these guys? Like, I'm guessing they're going to go into the draft with at least a sixth guy on the offensive line that they would believe could be their starter day one. I just don't see them leaving themselves wide open going into the draft needing to get a center. I, and, and that's the way I think all GMs try to approach the draft. You try to go into – free agency, and this is what we tried to do when I was at Buffalo, where you really have no glaring needs, and anything you get in the draft is just gravy. So I could see that, my, uh, like I brought up the guy uh, earlier from Lloyd Christenberry from Denver, getting a guy like that, that is of stalwart in the line and is a leader in the locker room, and he had that reputation coming out of college, getting that guy. So if you see something in the third round or the fourth round that's a young guy that you can with some position flexibility, then you can jump on him. And then also when you go into a draft and you have clear-cut needs, you have a propensity to make these guys look a lot better than they usually are because of the need factor. And then you either overdraft or you, you draft wrong and miss because everybody looks like a 10 when they're really mm. up six or seven just because of the need factor. Yeah, we've all been there. End of the night, 2 a.m., last call at the OK Corral. One more segment with Doug Whaley coming up next. Final segment with Doug Whaley, the 50-minute mark on the fan, brought to you by South Hills, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Route 19, and Peters Township, celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. So the Steelers talked to inside linebacker Trotter from Clemson, this according to that guy, 
who was at the podium at the NFL Combine. I'm also seeing that they've talked to this inside linebacker from Texas A&M. So, Doug, you would know. Like, do these conversations mean that the Steelers are like really sniffing around an inside linebacker? Like, what are we to glean when we hear like the dozen or two dozen players that the Steelers have talked to this week? Well, it means that they are gathering as much information about these players as possible. Does that mean they're hot for them? I would say it doesn't mean that that's the position they're definitely going to do. But what you want to do is you want to get as much information on all the players. And there might be they're targeting certain players that they have either questions about or they feel they need additional information to make sure they have everything they need to be able to feel confident about the final grade they put on that player. And they're going to look at, even in positions that they may not need someone, that they, they're going to do their due diligence because one thing can happen. You never know how the draft board's going to fall, and there might be a guy that you thought was going to go much higher and you don't do the work on and he's staring you on the face and then you don't feel comfortable about doing the work. So, yes, they're going to look at all those players. And secondly, you want to do as much information, and, and Coach Tomlin does, says it all the time, because at some point these guys are going to become free agents. And then you have that information as well. So it's always about gathering as much information and being as educated as possible about every player at every position because you never know when it's going to come up and you need that. Doug, the most important part for you know the scouting staff and the coaching staff at the Combine is really the medical and the interviews outside of the drills on the field, right? No doubt about it. And, I, and you can start to tell that that's happening because you're looking at there's about three or four. I've been reading about three or four head coaches that aren't even going to attend them because the film is so readily available. The day, the night that these drills are over, everything, every video director has those guys cut up and can send to the head coach, to the GM, and they can sit in their room and watch it. Because when you're live at the scouting combine, if a guy runs a 40, by the time you write his number down and you look up, the other guy's halfway through. So you really can't keep up with the fast pace of enough to really be able to evaluate the workouts. So these guys now are really starting to understand, I get more work, more valuable work done being at home and having that video director sending me that stuff that I can be sitting in the comfort of my office and being able to truly evaluate those guys. Now, the, the interview process can be handled by the scouts and then the medical reports handled by the doctors and they get sent to the GMs and the head coaches as well. So this behemoth of the scouting combine is starting to really be tailored to the entertainment and to us, the fans, than what's getting really gleaned and the information getting from the people that are really needing the information, if that makes sense. It does make sense. Doug, I want to play a game with you, though. Can we play a game? We don't have a lot of time here. And the game is this. I'm going to give you a, a team, and you tell me what you would try to do if you were the GM at quarterback. Do you want to play this game? Let's do it. All right. You are the general manager of the Vikings. I'm general manager of the Vikings. Uh, I am letting Kirk Cousins go, and I'm trying to dr get up the move up in the draft and get one of the top quarterbacks. Yeah, the Vikings have the 11th pick. How about the Buccaneers? Buccaneers, I'm bringing Baker Mayfield back. What if you're the Tennessee Titans and you've got Will Levis, but you've also got the 7th pick in the draft? Ooh, that's a good one. I would hold tight 
And if one of those young guys is not there, then I would try to trade down and if not, pick the best offensive talent that's available on the board. Atlanta has been, I guess, in on the Justin Field sweepstakes. They pick eighth. What would you do? If I'm in, I'm I'm trading up to go get one of the best ones. If I see in if one of the top guys I like is falling, I would try to trade up and get one of those guys. If there's two guys that I like that are there, I would hold tight and pick one at eight. All right, one more here for you, Doug. The New York Giants, they've got Daniel Jones signed to that deal. He was hurt last year, but they also picked sixth. Oh, you got to me, I would be trading Daniel Jones and moving up. And if you can't trade, I would I would do anything to get out of that Daniel Jones arbitrage of a contract and the player. Is he a nice player? Nice, but nice doesn't get it done in the NFL. All right, tomorrow on the show, Doug, Daniel Jones to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who says no? What do you think? Uh, no, you got a guy that turns the ball over, gets hurt, and has not won in the NFL. What are we doing here? Thank you, Doug. This was delightful. We'll talk to you on Wednesday. All right, fellas. Take Thanks, care. Doug. See you, buddy. Good yeah. hour with Doug Whaley. It was very good. Great show today. Great show. Omar Khan speaks tomorrow afternoon, so we'll have that for you on Friday. Tomorrow, my two-year anniversary at the Fandoran. We're going to come up with a top 10 list of my worst ever takes. I love that. Yeah. Love it. It's going to be tough to narrow it down. Up next, Joe Starkey, Paul Zeiss in with him. Our guy, Beckty's going to be behind the glass. What a triumvirate that is. Fan weather brought to you. I was going to ask, what do you think of that word? But then that's way too Starkey. What do you think of the word triumvirate, Doran? Good word. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks today. High 62. Rain. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.